know about the water cycle. Water starts in the ocean, evaporates, and then condenses, which forms clouds. When clouds have enough water droplets, it starts to rain. That rain then eventually makes it back into the ocean, restarting the water cycle. But what if I told you there's more? Hello everybody and welcome to Vic the Random. Today on the show we will be examining what our teachers have been avoiding when teaching us about the water cycle. Now I'm just joking, but there is a missing piece in the water cycle and that's how the water makes its way to us. This episode was made possible by Road, and I don't mean that in way of sponsorship and I also mean R-O-D-E, not the road you drive on. I was recently gifted the Roadcaster Duo by my friend James Jones, who is an incredibly kind and generous person. The Roadcaster Duo has made my life so much easier in terms of podcasting because it takes me so much less time to actually record my podcasts and upload them. No editing and inserting the music afterwards. James is also, as I said, an extremely kind and generous person who gave me this podcaster and I don't know what to give back in return. Thank you. This podcast is dedicated to him. No, before I start, I just want to say that I have a PDF slash picture file with a link that leads to an image of the complete water cycle. If you want to view that while listening to the podcast, it may help. Anyways, on to the podcast. Let's start with the normal water cycle. And as always, we will begin with the ocean. The sun will warm up the water in the ocean, causing the water to turn into water vapor and rise into the sky. When the water becomes cool enough, it'll turn into water droplets or small water droplets. And with enough water droplets, a cloud is formed. These are often called cumulus or stratus clouds, depending on the altitude. However, there are more clouds. When enough water droplets accumulate, a cloud called a stratonimbus or a cumulonimbus clouds types of storm clouds will form. What comes next is rain. When it starts to rain, the water will fall on mountains, lakes, rivers, and houses. Some of the water will flow from the rivers and lakes back into the ocean, and some of the other water will become absorbed by the ground. This is known as groundwater. All groundwater will eventually return to the ocean. This is called a watershed an area of land that all drains to the same area. And that's it. Thank you for listening. No, I'm just joking. No, 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 don't, don't, don't go. It isn't actually over, but that's where the normal water cycle really would end. Anyways, now let's go back. Rain will either end up in a river, a lake, or on mountains which makes it surface water. The other option is that it will land on the ground and sink under the ground, becoming groundwater. Our water comes from two main sources, surface water and groundwater. Totally not like those are the only two sources, but I digress. The way surface water is collected is by pumping it from, well, lakes and streams and reservoirs. Groundwater collection is also pretty straightforward. One easy way of collection is at a spring where the groundwater comes out of the earth and becomes surface water. Another method is a well or a tube that stretches into the earth and pumps water out. In fact, according to watereducation.org, if California was flat, its groundwater would flood the entire state eight feet high. 
However, this isn't to be treated lightly. Groundwater can get easily contaminated because of pesticides, septic tanks, tanks in the ground that hold your plop, oil, gas, and chemical spills. But anyways, let's continue with the water cycle. After the water is pumped out of the ground, it reaches a purification plant. In this purification plant, there are multiple steps. Coagulation, sedimentation, filtration, disinfectation, storage, and distribution. Let's go through it step by step. The first step is coagulation. In the coagulation section, well, co means come together. So in coagulations, chemicals are injected into the water to cause dust and other particles to come together, which forms a bigger, heavier lump. Next step, sedimentation. In the sedimentation section, the water is passed through a tub with, well, water and sediment at the bottom. The now heavier particles can sink to the bottom and become part of the sediment or sludge. This sludge is stored in large tanks known as sludge digesters. Bacteria then slowly consume it and any remaining sludge is used as fertilizer. Filtration. The filtration process is when water passes through filters of varying density and materials. This should remove any grime that hasn't quite gotten removed yet in the sedimentation section. Any grime caught here is also sent to the sludge digester. Disinfectation. In the disinfectation stage, the water is, well, disinfected. It is disinfected with chlorine or UV light. And don't worry, even though the chlorine they use is similar to the one used in pools, it isn't harmful. Storage. In this step, water is stored in large tanks and when needed, is distributed. Wow, these titles are becoming more and more self-explanatory. Next up is... Distribution. Distribution is when the water is, well, distributed to you. And after it's distributed to you, you, well, use it. Break time. Today's random fact is, recently Kamala Harris was the first woman to become the vice president in the United States. But the United States is yet to have a female president. Along with some in the EU, the United States is one of the only countries to not have had a female president. Wow, we really have not set that precedent. The quote of the week is, There is always more to see. Derek Walcott. Wait a second. Doesn't that match this week's topic? Alright. Let's continue with part two. What happens after the water reaches your house and is used? Down the sink it'll go, but what happens after that? Well, your wastewater is sent to a wastewater treatment plant, which is similar to the one where your water gets purified, the purification plant. The only difference, the wastewater treatment plant contains and handles, well, wastewater, dirty water. Because the wastewater plants also handle water from storm drains, the things on the side of the road that collect water, because larger objects might get sent down it into the sewers, these wastewater treatment plants have a series of large grids or meshes at the beginning, which make sure that 
no large objects can pass through. Next, the water enters something called a grit removal chamber. In this section, smaller objects that can fit through the meshes and therefore pass the first step of security, such as sand, jewelry, or coins, will sink to the bottom and, well, sent to the sludge digesters. Although, you might be wondering, what's the difference between this, the grit removal chamber, and the process used in purification called sedimentation? Well, the grit removal chamber works in the same way as sedimentation, only in a slightly larger scale. For example, fingernail-sized objects. Sedimentation, which just happens to be the next step, is for smaller, dustier particles that you may not see with your eye. So, after the grit removal chamber comes sedimentation. But what happens after sedimentation? Well, normally water here is sent directly to the oceans and streams. However, some especially dirty water can also continue to secondary treatment. In secondary treatment, microorganisms are put into the water to eat away any organic or food-related substances. Don't worry, these microorganisms won't harmful. We have a bunch of microorganisms in our body already. Anyways, after the microorganisms have finished their feast, there is a disinfectation process. Chlorine and UV light are often used to disinfect the water. Gosh, that sounds familiar. Anyway, here the water is sent back into streams and into the ocean, completing the water cycle. Ocean, stream, purification plant, us, treatment plant, stream, and ocean. Whoa, whoa, whoa. For the second time, we're not done yet. We go deep here at Vic the Random, so thus, we are going into a mini cycle, and that is recycled water. Recycled water goes through tertiary wastewater treatment, which involves a lot of filters. I'll go through them quickly. There are bag, drum, and disc filters. Bag filters look like bags, and when water is passed through them, the particles get stuck in them. Easy peasy. A drum filter is slightly more complex, so I'll explain it in 2D. Imagine you have a circle. Around the circle, there is a fine woven cloth, which acts as a filter. As the circle spins, water is sucked into the circle, but because there's a filter, the fine woven cloth, some particles get stuck on the outside of the filter, which cause a thin layer of scum on the filter. As the circle rotates, the scum is scraped off. The clean water inside of the filter keeps on going. Lastly, there is a disc filter. The disc filter is similar to the drum filter. Think about the circle again. The circle is constantly turning, and instead of the water getting sucked into the circle through a filter, water is pumped into the circle via a tube. The water is then sucked out of the circle, passing through filters and meshes, which purifies the water. Of course, the filters have to be cleaned every once in a while as well. After the advanced filtration, chlorine, UV light, and ozone are used to disinfect the water even further. Ozone 
is a compound that bonds to molecule, adding a third oxygen atom to the molecules. This effectively destroys most of the any small amount of microorganisms left in the water. This is not dangerous to us. Think about the ozone layer. However, using ozone to purify water is very expensive. After tetrary treatment, the water is very, 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 very clean. Thus, it can be sent back to houses for reuse. So, finally, just to sum this entire podcast up, we went on a lot of twists and turns. So, let's start in the ocean. Water starts in the ocean, goes into a cloud, and when it rains, water goes into a purification plant and gets purified. Thus, we use the water, and when we finish using the water, it goes to treatment plants and gets either one or two rounds of cleaning. It is then discharged into the ocean, starting the cycle once again. However, with a third round of cleaning, it can return to us as safe drinking water. A cycle inside of a cycle. Notes. If this was a bit confusing, I have a link in the description with a drawing and a cycle that will definitely be beneficial. I said this at the beginning of the podcast as well, so make sure you check it out. Thank you to watereducation.org and Stamford Scientific International. Remember, that's Stamford with an M for all of this information. Credits! Thank you to the Roadcaster Pro and GarageBand for help making and mixing the music and also producing the podcast. Thank you to James Jones. If you ever meet someone named James Jones, make sure to say hi to them and thank him. Also, I just want to thank you for listening.